You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel L. and Dennis Dick. Yesterday, uh, we saw fireworks, uh, and we're going to recap all of that. We're going to try to make sense of what happened in the stock market yesterday, what it potentially means going forward, and uh, how we can navigate this uh, sea of choppiness well actually chop it's not even chop it was just it was just down so um yeah all right you know what to do hit that like button hit subscribe tell your friends tell your neighbors wake them up tell them to watch and let's get the show on the road here this is pre-market prep with joel conan dennis dick and spencer israel I cannot do this alone, so let's bring on Mr. O'Connor. Joel, good morning. How and are you out from under your desk? I'm out from under my desk. Dennis, are you out from under your desk? No, I'm still under my desk. <laughs> hiding. Hiding. Okay. Taking let's do problems. a quick quick rundown. Then we got a lot to cover. We got Mark Chaykin coming on in 13 minutes. Uh, yeah, futures are, yeah. Uh, futures are down. Uh, three handles, uh, 4689. Uh, we have crude going going up gonna get over 80 up a buck 18 it's 7902 gold getting slaughtered down 35 bucks at 1790 silver down a buck 08 at 2210 bitcoin we gotta move that line down finally took out 45.5 down 840 dollars at 43,000. ethereum futures they're down 215 dollars and 50 cents at 3,364. Triple D, get wow. that buy the dip hat out. Let's go to town. Is it time to buy the dip? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I tried to buy the dip a couple times in those growth names. I've lost but stopped out every single trade. Every single one. I even tried yesterday. I tried yesterday a little bit after the open. The arc had a little double bottom pin. I was like, oh, is this the chance? So I took a little flyer and three little growth names just for swing trade. Stopped on everyone. Every single one. I, I put it tight. I put them all to the lows of the previous day, but you're getting stopped on everything long. The easier trade is just shorting reps. 
I'm making money on all my shorts. I'm losing money on all my longs. That's the kind of market we're in right now. Sal the Rip has never worked better. Beyond Meat, fantastic headline. KFC, they get the big contract. They pull the rug out from under it immediately. Why does this keep happening? Because the bag holders are just in fear mode now. Like every time it's like, oh, I get some money back. Get out, get out. All these stocks, all these growth names, all these companies that don't make money, all are all appear to continue to be sales on every single rally. So you get a good headline. They rip up six, seven percent. Just another selling opportunity. I tweet out last night. Datadog was rising on some headline. It was up a one fifty four last night, one fifty three or one fifty four when I tweeted it. It's already back down to one forty eight. Sell the rip has never worked better. Uh, yeah, and uh, vintage. I hope that answered your question as far as what rips. There are always rips, right? Datadog and Beyond Meat, too. Like Cody Filter is always something trading up. Right. <laughs> and, and the growth names, anyway. Sell the rip has, I, I, I should clarify. Sell the rip has never worked better in the growth names because the value names continue to go up. <laughs> Very interesting rotation today. Uh, if you look at what is up, the European banks are strong, right? Deutsche Bank. Uh, Barclays. What's the other one? Banks, uh, man. Uh, what's, the, what's the other big one I'm not thinking of? Um, UBS. UBS. Thank you. Bank. Yeah, yeah, they're all up this morning. Credit Suisse. CS is up too. It's not up as much. Banco Santander. SAN, small one. I'm long Deutsche Bank. I'm long some of the banks. They're all working. Um, this all just is Fed driven. It yep. all is textbook. So, so again, what we've been talking about for the last two months is if the Fed is pulling the punch bull away, the growthy names are going to go out of favor and banks and value will come back into favor. We continue to see that. Yes, we've tried to play the bounce and growth a couple of times. There has been no bounce, really. There's little bounces get sold immediately. I mean, this is still Fed driven and the Fed did not help yesterday, Spencer. If people weren't paying yeah. attention, you can tell us what the Fed said yesterday. Because well, let's talk, let's they, talk about that. Yeah, yeah a, it, a, little, a little bit of egg on my face. I definitely did not expect this kind of a reaction. Um, it, and I'm, it's, it's very difficult to to try to predict these things. But here's here's what happened yesterday. Okay, we got the minutes, we got the notes from the December meeting. And before we get to what those notes said, let's let's rewind to what was already said in December. In theory, what the market should have already known. Okay, in December, it was discussed both in the statement and in the subsequent press conference that, yes, we are going to stop. Uh, we're going to slow down and eventually stop our purchases of treasuries. And it's going to stop sooner, right, rather than later. It's going to stop in the next couple of months. And then once we stop buying bonds, then we're going to raise rates. That was made very clear um, in December, like a month ago or two weeks ago. Okay. What was made less clear is what happens to all the bonds on their balance sheet, right? What are they going to do? Uh, in the December press conference, not in the statement, but in the press conference, there was some mention, and the key word here uh, that people seem to be um, um, zeroing in on yesterday was the word of runoff, right? There was mention, and that the term runoff refers to a runoff of the balance sheet, an unwinding of the balance sheet, selling all the treasuries, all the stuff that they spent the last year, year and a half, two years buying, right? Uh, just throwing money at the system. Um, the word of runoff was mentioned in the press conference. It was mentioned in more of an abstract way. Jerome Powell said, yeah, we talked about it, but he wasn't really specific about what 
was said. But yeah, we talked about a runoff. We talked about last time, right? Uh, the 0809 crisis and and how how the Fed unwound their balance sheet after that. Recall they did it very slowly, took several years. Um, so the word runoff it was mentioned, but in in a very abstract way. So yesterday we get the notes from that meeting. And uh, the market appears to have been very surprised that, oh, um, they talked about this, like, for real. Like, they actually talked about uh, a lot more than was than was implied in the press conference about the, the runoff, about unwinding the balance sheet, about selling liquidity, uh, about selling the treasuries that they've that they've acquired for the for the last two years. So that, that last part, it's not so much the the taper. We're past that. It's not so much a rate hike. We're past that too. It's it's this third thing that was not, I guess, not made so clear in December, which was yeah, uh, there seems to have been a very ample discussion about the Fed selling all the treasuries that they've bought. Market very surprised by that. Clearly, I don't know whether or not they should have been surprised is is, is a separate debate. But but uh, they the market was surprised. You, you, that's that's what we know for sure. So that's the the keyword here is runoff. Uh, that's the word everyone keyed in on, and that's what that's why that's why we're down. So that was, don't that, be too. Uh, Joel, you talk about the spy action because this is your baby. Yeah, I mean, well, the interesting thing was is that initially you got a pop, right? And then all of a sudden, when that you know the verbiage came out, and Spencer, don't be too hard on yourself because Fed, like uh, the notes from a meeting. I mean, I've seen us move off a Fed meeting, but yeah. you know the prior notes. Uh, but the street was ready for it, and we had been holding you know a pretty tight range, right? The four seventy five. You had a couple lows there last Friday and Monday, and once it took that out. You know, you have areas where you go up through real quickly, and then you have areas where you come down real, you know, real quickly. And basically, we're doing a reset of the Santa Claus rally here. You lost, I'll, I'll do it spy here. You lost the 475, and, and you're right back here. Uh, of course, we had the pre Santa Claus rally. Uh, but when you have areas of, of support and the support holds, we are kind of really a tight, choppy range the last couple of days. And then when those, you know, when it came out, when it took out those pair of lows from Friday and Monday, boom, it fell out. And uh, we got much lower overnight. You kind of felt that there was going to be a little carnage overnight. So if you think like, oh, we're flat, bad day yesterday, um, we're 25 handles off the overnight low. So we've, you know, if you think, you know, We've come back a long, long way, but uh, you know it's the first day too. You, Dennis, you talk about your two-day moves. Yeah, that I would mean, be, yesterday was the first day. Yeah, that would mean you sell rallies into this, and maybe you get you know the buy the dippers coming in on your Apple and your Microsoft because oh yeah, those always work. But I think we're I think we're repricing here to a certain extent in all of tech. Obviously, this started with the growth names that started with Kathy, but now it's spilling over. And it didn't just start yesterday with the spy selling off here. It started three days ago with Microsoft um, just continuing. It started a couple days ago. Apple wanted to hold up long because they want to hit that $3 trillion, And they totally did it. They hit the $3 trillion, They put the double top, and, they, and now they pulled the rug out from under it. So it technically doesn't set up that well. Here, talking against my book, I own both of these stocks, my long-term portfolio. I'm not selling these out of my long-term portfolio because I just don't want to pay the tax. But uh, in other words, um, you know, I don't think we're going to fall 30, 40, 50% or I'd be better off to sell these things. But I think we're way too early to be looking at, you know, buying the dip on 
Microsoft or Apple. We got to let the dust settle here because you're getting a repricing of risk right now. The Fed, obviously, you know, is behind this. And, you know, do they, you know, some people tweeting at me, you know, do they not raise interest rates if the markets go down too much? And that's a possibility. If the markets really start to crash, we know they they have defended the market in the past. That would be nuts, though. No, I know, because they're all set up to do it. So that's not on the table right now, though. Like, we haven't even sold off. We haven't even started selling off, really. On S&Ps, you're right near the all-time highs. If you're overweight equities and you got lots of, you know, a diversified portfolio and your portfolio is sitting at all-time highs, I think it's time to raise cash. I think it's time to be prudent, not look at what I can get in. I wouldn't want to be on margin right now. I don't know what to say if you're all growth names. You've been slaughtered. I mean, I have a couple of growth names in my long-term portfolio. I'm probably like 5% growth. That 5% became like 2.5%. I'm not joking. All those names cut in half. So I don't know if that continues or not. But we are, until yesterday's point, we are following the path of 2000, the tech bubble burst, to the T. It burst 10 months ago for the growth names back in February. We are not, we're already 11 months after the, the growth peak. We are 11 months past it. It took two and a half years from 2000 till we bottomed in 2002. So, or two years. I think it was about two years. And then we finally started to come back. But a lot of those names never came back. We know the NASDAQ fell 81% over that period. It's not going to fall that far because its valuations are not as crazy as it was back then on the NASDAQ, on the big cap, mega caps. But on the small names, the valuations are all just stupid. They were stupid. Um, and if you've been buying, you know, and, and ignoring valuation, you're getting rightfully punished because valuation matters in the long run. And I don't think a lot of these names are going to bounce back. I think a lot of these names actually continue to bleed out. Let's get uh, Mark Chaikin's thoughts on all this. Mark joins us every other Thursday. He is the founder of Chaikin Analytics. He's the creator of the Chaikin Power Gauge, the Chaikin Money Flow, the Chaikin Oscillator. And I'm sure he has thought. So, Mark. Good morning. Happy New Year. First off, Happy New Year. Let's get that. Let's get the pleasant. Happy out. New Year. Except to Dennis. This is he's like the Grinch that stole New Year. I'm just saying the growth names aren't coming back. Uh, well, I, names, uh, I'm not too worried about the other names in the long run. Yeah, the growth I, names, I agree. Most bleed. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I agree. But I think this is really the Kathy Wood effect still playing out. Uh, they've taken her to the woodshed, so to speak. And it's ugly, and she's bleeding assets now, you know, 500 million, a billion at a time. So she'll be a non factor shortly, but I'm more optimistic than you are, Dennis. I do think that there's a repricing of growth going on. Mm-hmm. And you've got to look well, if you're a trader, that's one thing. If you're an intermediate player, I think you start looking at value because that is what did well in 2000 to 02. They actually went up, not down. Yeah. So what's value these days? It's Ford, you know, which has become a darling tech stock because of EV. Uh, it's Macy's potentially, you know, had the big run corrected. Now it just had a little retracement. Are you talking my portfolio, Mark? I own both those stocks. Uh, really? Well, we're, <laughs> we're, we're usually on the same wavelength. But I also think that you look out three years, three to five years, and say, what are the big themes that are going to be playing out? We know it's EV. We know it's um, AI. We know it's cybersecurity. Maybe the metaverse. I, I actually am a believer in the metaverse. So I found three or four names that are basically on sale right now. 
starting with NVIDIA, Unity Software, which has really got taken to the cleaners. I like that uh, stock too. The but... Trade Desk, you know, digital advertising is where the bucks are going to be spent mm -hmm. and the Trade Desk is making money. So I, I, th I think where I agree with you, Dennis, is that you have to look for the stocks that are making money. Now, Unity is, is on the cusp. They're not making money. But Trade Desk, uh, obviously stocks like Qualcomm, NVIDIA, I think is, is on sale here. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think that there's a tug of war going on between the people who think that this was a liquidity driven bull market, and clearly it was, and the people, and now you're going to take away the punch bowl. So is there a party left to dance to? And the people who say, well, the economy is going to be very strong. So we're not going to go to hell in a handbasket in terms of the overall market. And I think that's a balanced approach here. Uh, if you want to take a really dour view of tech, but you like the broad market, buy the equal weighted um, S&P ETF, the RSP, the old Guggenheim. Now it's an Invesco because there you'll get the, the benefit of an expanding economy across a broader section of the constituents in the S&P. I mean, valuation matters again. It didn't, when we were talking one year ago at this time, valuation didn't matter at all. It was about story. It was about what was sexy. It was what's being talked about in social media. That's what was moving stocks. Now it's like you put your CFA hat on, you look at the financials and you say, does it make sense? And if it doesn't make sense, they're punishing those stocks. If it does make sense, those stocks are going up because we are in this, you know, separation here. I mean, Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway, new all-time high again yesterday. Obviously, he does his homework. We know they are value-driven. Value is working. It's continuing to work. I'd love a pullback in some of these value names to get into yep. some of these names that, you know, maybe we're not in. But do you think this then, do you chase this move here is what I'm kind of asking? Like, do you come and start chasing these value names because they've really ran? Or do you wait for some type of pullback? Oh, you have to wait for a pullback. You know, Ford would be my poster child here. Uh, a stock that I've also liked is Live Nation. Live Nation uh, made a new all-time high yesterday. That's Those two stocks are now going to be my sort of canaries in the coal mine. If those two stocks continue to do well, that's telling me that there's an underlying uh, sort of thread that the economy is going to be strong. We're going to get back to normal. Uh, this wave is going to crowd out the other waves. And then it is a question of valuation. I, I think the big um, stick from yesterday was that for the first time, they talked about shrinking the balance sheet. Mm. And, uh, you know, smart traders knew that was coming. The bond market uh, sort of knew it was coming because you had that two or three day uh, rally in yields leading up to the Fed announcement. But yeah, I, I rarely tweet. I tweeted out yesterday afternoon, if you shot yourself in the foot in December of 2018, would you do it again? And it's hard to believe that having lived through the market turmoil that he created, uh, that Jerome Powell created in 2018, basically a bear market, uh, that S&P was down 19.9%, but small caps did a lot worse. Would you do it again? So you say, no, they, are they going to raise rates and then lower them, which seems illogical, but market pressure plays a lot to bear, um, especially with the lingering pandemic. So what are your thoughts on how someone, you know, 
repeats the same mistake in plain view. We're on the line with Mark Shaken of Shaken Analytics. Uh, Mark, um, just for a little clarity, when you when you talk about you know low PE value stocks, like you know where where do you like you draw the line? I mean, are you look? I mean, some of these you know 10, 15, 20, 25. I mean, what's the S and P trading at twenty seven? Where where are you looking as far as like a, a number for the PE ratios? Where where you get interested? Because sometimes they get too low. And you know the stocks are just stuck and and they're going nowhere. Where, where where's the sweet spot for you? This is uh, different than historical, and I I'm the last person in the world to say it's going to be different this time. But when you've got six stocks in the S and P that contribute roughly twenty five percent of their earnings, it's hard to put a PE on the rest of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And to the extent that the repricing is is ongoing in these big names that you were talking about before I got on the air and the Microsofts and the Apples of the world, I, I wouldn't look for a, a classic PE buying point on the S&P. I don't think you're going to get it. What unless you get a, Well, on stocks, I think you go on fundamentals. And, you know, in some industries, it's going to be a 10x multiple. I mean, look at the PE on Qualcomm, uh, which basically didn't sell off yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it, it's pretty reasonable right now. I own it. It's got it's got a trailing PE of uh, twenty three, a forward PE of seventeen. Yeah, look, yeah look, I mean, those are reasonable. Yeah, for, for so yeah, I think it's a case by case basis, Joel. And you know, so that's why I say, look, if you're really an investor, look ahead three to five years. You've got Qualcomm that's going to be a big beneficiary of. Um, Augmented reality, virtual reality. Microsoft threw in with them yesterday. Um, they're very big in the chips for Android, and Android seems to be the winner. Facebook said they were going to go with the Android operating system for their augmented reality. They're not going to build their own. So uh, Qualcomm has a lot of things going for it, including 5G, and it'll get cheaper. It's not going to hang up here at a, you know at 190 forever, but. Uh, it's certainly a stock I'd want to buy on a dip along with NVIDIA. I think that's a great growth package that gets you into a lot of different industries on a long-term basis. Short-term, you may have to see pain of 15 to 20% in these names if we get a bigger market correction. I don't think these names fall into the Peloton, Roku, DocuSign, Zoom category. These are more building block companies. You know, the, the chips are the building blocks of the next wave of technological innovation. So, um, you know, I wouldn't dump these stocks in the same category with the ones I just mentioned, which were really the the uh, shop at home, stay at home darling. So I think you got you got to separate out growth into two boxes. What do you like about the metaverse, Mark? I think that um, it it could be the next big thing. I like the fact that some very smart people like um, Gene Munster are starting to talk about it in a positive way. You know, would I walk around with a set of goggles on all day to experience um, you know live trading on the floor of the uh, Chicago? Mercantile, no, but uh, they're using some of this technology. That's why I like Unity so much, in spite of the fact that it's getting hammered. You've got Unity already using virtual or augmented reality on building sites where an architect and a 
construction manager can walk around and envision where a uh, an air handler is going to go. You've got them in the automobile industry. It just it 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 feels right to me. Uh, I think it's the right time. The technology will get slimmed down, and uh, I think this generation that's coming up, who's so technology friendly and savvy, is open to that. You and I may not be open to that, but it, it feels right to me. It could be the, the it's not like 3D printing. It's not going to just go away because there is no there there right now. You know, it's this is all building blocks for the future. Mark, I'd be curious, just in terms of the market's reaction to yesterday, what are the chances that this was all just an overreaction? That 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 this was a, that this was a no. You said that this was a, in some respects it, this wasn't known thing this being the the shrinking of the balance sheet it was mentioned last month in the press conference so it, it was out there maybe it wasn't out there in the same context but it was still out there so what are the odds that like yesterday's reaction the sell-off was just an overreaction i think it's about a one in three maybe a 40 percent chance that they okay. find a home here uh, you know in the 4650 4700 area on the s p uh, and, and of course, that's where your, Joel, that's where your intraday low came in on the futures. So, um, yeah, I, I was thinking that the market would be strong into February, March with a peak in April, just on a cyclical basis. And that still may play out that way. Uh, obviously, you know, there were a lot of sellers at 4,800 uh, leading up to the announcement on Wednesday, you know, starting last week. And that was our upper target for the year. Um, we'll have to see. This this is not a market where I pound the table and say you've got to do this, but I am starting to accumulate some of these names that I mentioned. Okay, okay. Mark Chaikin is the founder of Chaikin Analytics, a creator of several long-standing indicators: the Chaikin Money Flow, the Oscillator, the Power Gauge. Uh, Mark, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, things have. Uh, stabilized by that yeah be well all right always, always a pleasure guys all Thanks, right mark let's talk about um bed bath here this one yeah is triple d oh, yeah Woo! um what the <laughs> heck is going I have some on? on my side here man <laughs> all right so good thing you couldn't log into that account here's the deal in bed i just did i can log in at eight o'clock i just got a gift from the trading gods we will get there we will get yeah. there First, oh, let me yeah. give you the numbers, okay? Bed Bath Beyond reported earnings. It wasn't even on my radar this morning. I didn't even, I don't even think I knew. Mine, kind of. Oh, oh, <laughs> not really, clearly. Not really. Uh, anyway, um, they, they missed on their EPS. They missed on their sales, uh, and they their guidance came in light. Lighter than their prior range. So they lowered their guidance, they missed on the EPS, and they missed on their sales. Now, let's pull up the charts and see what's doing here. And then Dennis, can explain your situation. So obviously they hammered it on this earnings report and then they um, turned around and just started buying the hell out of it. So my situation is, you know, how I like to be long stocks going into earnings reports. And I got so tied up trading everything and day trading everything yesterday. I totally forgot that I had this in my swing account. I hadn't looked at it. I did not realize I had it. In, I, I knew I had it in there, but I forgot about it. And I looked at it last night. I was like, oh, crap, Bed Bath & Beyond and reports. And then I'm sure enough, I'm still long the thing. So I thought about hedging it last night because I can't sell out in that long-term portfolio. Um, it doesn't have after hours. It, it doesn't have the, it, it has, it has a, a small period of after hours trading, but it shuts off after 5.30. I didn't realize it till after that. 
So I'm like, okay, well, what the hell? It's been beat up. I'll just take it through the report. <laughs> so, and then it misses. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to just, you know, eat this and move on, obviously. And uh, the thing goes all the way down $12. I still can't trade it because I couldn't trade till after 8 o'clock. Well, lo and behold, the trading gods come and bail me out. And the thing just ripped higher to over $15. I just sold a big chunk of it at, um, at $15.05. Um, just, I went in and I logged in, I just sold a big chunk of it. So I still have a small piece of it. I, the reason I held a small piece was like, it's a really good response to a bad report. So normally you actually like that. So, and it is kind of, I don't know, it's a retailer. Is it a value name? Well, they're not making money now, so it's hard to value, but if they were ever making money like they did before, they have the spinoff. There's actually a fundamental case here to own it. I hate the stock, though. The only reason I had it was just because I was trying to play it for a run-up ahead of the report. That obviously did not happen. Um, I got bailed out, so I got lucky here. Uh, you just got that quick pop to just almost fifteen fifty, and yeah. I'll, I'll just go with that because uh, your two-day high fifteen forty-nine. I see another one at eighty-five and seventy. It's just a lot of highs in that mid-upper. Uh, 15 handle. So if you're looking for a big run out of this one, that now you're buck off the pre-market high. Um, I would just give it a, a beyond meat, uh, you know, uh, kind of situation where you had the big pop. We were looking, could it get filed through, through the pre-market high and absolutely not. I mean, that did not So Different stock, different category, but uh, if you're looking for more, uh, 15 and a half. Just one other thing, just to wrap up what Mark said. You also had the Santa Claus rally ending on Tuesday, officially, right? The first two two days of the year. And then you had all the people that were saying, oh, I don't want to sell because I don't want to pay taxes in 21. I'm going to wait to the first couple of days of 22 to sell. And then I can sit on my money before I pay um, yeah. uncle Sam. I so there's the a couple thing. other dynamics in there yeah. to, for the, for the degree of the sell-off. Yeah. I mean, that's what often happens. The winners become the losers and the losers become the winners. We see that. And we clearly, you know, had that trade, um, you know, in the value names, because the value names really started ripping, um, you know, with that January effect, but they, they just totally pulled the rug out from all the growth names. They didn't have a rally. And that was the first day. The first day was the tell. I had a lot of those growth names on. I was like, they should have rallied today. And they didn't. They didn't sell off, but they tried to rally a little bit and they just didn't have the gas. And you could just kind of feel it. That is like, it doesn't feel right. You know, it should, I, want, I even said, I want immediate gratification. I want a whole trading day. And they just kind of sat there and other stocks were rallying. So that was kind of the tell that this growth trade isn't going to work. And then obviously I held a couple and I got stopped out on them all. I mean, that's why I have stops. You know, you start making new lows, you got to go. You don't want to own a stock making a new 52-week low. And all those ARC names, ARC's making new 52-week lows now. I mean, the market's up here again. ARC's down again. I mean, why why is this going to be the bottom in a stock like Palantir? People are saying, oh, I should buy, come and buy Palantir. It just broke critical support. Like, look at this chart of PLTR, Joel. This was sitting on 1780, 1780, 1780. Yep. I tried to play the bounce. Spencer did, too. We both, You got stopped out, too, didn't you, Spencer? Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's what it is about risk management. It's now broken. Could you have an undercut and rally? Maybe, but you got to get back above 18. You get, get, a oh, that's a big undercut. So you can't touch it until it at least gets to 18. So if you're playing the undercut and rally, it isn't like, okay, buy the undercut, because what if it's not an undercut and rally? So I don't think you can even get interested until this is above 18 again. Then maybe lean on the old support. 
with the Gil Morales trick. But at this point in time, it's completely broken. It broke critical support. You know, where the stock goes, well, I don't even know what they do, so I can't even try to value it. So, I know. It's not absurd to think this could go back to single digits. It could. I mean, We're going to have to get rid of uh, the undercut and rally and call it the gash and don't rally. I mean, On that's the a things, there, there hasn't been any undercuts and rallies for a while. <laughs> and look but, at ARC know, right now. Look at ARC. Where is he? I mean, after the day that it had, yeah, I mean, you got, you can look at it and say, oh boy, someone's backing up the truck here at 85 and a half. But then you're, you're thinking, wow, look at the day that it had yesterday and there's no bounce. You know, there's yeah. no, it's just hanging out there. Is it below the low from yesterday? What's the low I, from I think yesterday? Mark's right. There it is. This is the reason. This is the reason that a lot of other stocks, you know, like a lot of other tech names are starting to go down because I think you've got cash raising now from some people yeah. that are just way over levered growth. And they're like, okay, well, why am I going to sell? Okay, well, Apple, I'm going to get rid of some of that to maybe finance, you know, some of your losers. I mean, Kathy does it herself. She sells the winners to buy more of these losers. So I'm, you know, maybe it's all going to work out for her. There's nobody that averages down more than Kathy. Maybe if she keeps averaging point, down, eventually though. it's going to work out. Well, but I don't think so. I think we eventually could see ARC, and it could be significantly lower than it is now. Like people say, well, where it's going to go? I mean, if we are following, and I'm, you know, I'm just saying, if we are not saying it's going to happen, I'm saying if it's possible to happen. ARC right now is only down what 45 percent from the highs, 159.70 to 86 on buying all this nosebleed valuation stuff. I mean, if you think about where we went after the NASDAQ bubble burst, and we are following that, I mean, that's why we keep going back to it, because it's uncanny how well we're following the 2000 bubble burst. You know, it didn't, like, all of a sudden crash. Everybody thinks, you know, that they read about it. Oh, the tech bubble crash of 2000. That Shaking. did not happen. It was death by a 1,000 cuts. Down a dollar. Down a dollar down a dollar these these things just didn't crash they slowly bled out and you know the nasdaq went down 81 percent. but some growth names there was some growth funds like i said i even bought a growth fund which was very similar probably to kathy wood style where they were buying all the sexy high growth names that fund went down 95 percent from the highs 95 and never came back you know so you know eventually you sell and you move on but you know there, and there wasn't ETFs back then, but it was like I was first started trading. You learn the hard way that valuation matters. And Kathy is starting to learn this maybe the hard way. Maybe she's not. Maybe it's not going to matter. But, you know, she says she tries to pick the companies that are going to grow into the valuations. And maybe some of them will. But I think a lot of them won't. What if these stories don't materialize? You know, let's look at another one of her holdings today. I know we're picking on her, but she deserves to be picked on because she got so much love before. And her strategies, you know, were we were skeptical of them the whole time. BLI, Berkeley Lights, it's one of her biggest holdings. She whoa, continues whoa, to buy whoa. the dip on this every day. BLI, what is the news on this one, Spencer? Oh, Lights out. Does, yeah, does, Lights out. Well, you have to ask, hey, does it even need news? But to, uh, they, they had earnings yesterday. Uh, earnings yesterday and then uh, some follow-through downgrades this morning uh, slash last night. So um, the this earnings is- – yeah, what, what, let's see. The sales guidance came in light. That's the bottom line. Sales guidance was light yesterday. It's down thirty percent. She's been buying this stock. Oh, and, and and her CEO is stepping down. There's that. Also, yeah. Is she going to buy more today? Probably. It's what she does. She just buys and adds to losers. It's the exact opposite of what we teach on this show. She is the opposite of what we teach on this show. I never add average down to a loser. I never add to a loser. 
you're, you're, you know, I got to bring my price down. I got to bring my price down. I mean, she had a different boat, right? She's buying it every day. She's got a lot of money, you know, like an investor. She's got to deploy that. So she's just adding to the companies that she's got. But, you know, I've always been of the opinion that you do better when you cut your losers as opposed to adding to your losers. And it's coming to roost. So, you know, maybe I'll. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hopefully stocks bounce back and maybe we go into the story 2022 and maybe everything comes back happily ever after. But if we follow the transcript from 2000, which we have followed very well for the last 11 months, it will be another year of pain for a lot of these stocks. And a lot of these stocks that are in her holdings will likely fall 90% if we follow that transcript. I don't know if we're going to do that. Nobody knows anything, but I'm just playing it out. And that's why, you know, I've been very light on growth for months now. You know, I've tried to play the bottoms a couple times, little snapback rallies. Some of them have worked, some of them have not. But I haven't had any of these in my long-term portfolio for a long time. For the simple reason is that story mattered in, in a year ago. Story is does not matter at all now. What matters now is valuation. So if we go into that market, it could be seven, eight years like this in a value-oriented market. We've been in a growth market for a decade. We were in a value market, like Mark says, from 2001 till 2004 probably six or seven and then everything crashed in 2008 with the tech bubble or with the housing bubble um and obviously the financial crisis but i mean you've got to be aware that it, it can always get worse don't just think because the stock goes down 50 percent, it's eventually going to come back because a lot of stocks that go down 50 percent go down 70 percent 80 percent 90 percent and just to do some fun math when a stock falls 50 percent, it's got to go up 100 percent for you to break even when a stock falls 90 percent it's got to go up a thousand percent for you to break even. And that's why it's so hard for these stocks to come back. Yeah. The, the, there's a lot to say from that. Uh, I think so you summed it up nicely. I, yeah. I, I, I have many thoughts here. I don't really know where, where I want to go. Um, with I don't know that. what, and, and I have a lot of thoughts here too. And some of, you know, like unity, like Mark brings up unity. I, yeah. I like this company too. I do think it's going to be a big part of the metaverse. I do think it's going to be one of the winners in the long run. But right now we're in repricing of risk. It doesn't make money. That's not a stock, you know, and I can look and there's some support. And there's going to be a bounce here eventually in Unity, but I don't want to be the hero. I think you've got time on all these growthy names that even if they bounce, it seems like it gives you another chance. It gives you another chance. Yep. You, you got to almost cut the FOMO out on these names right now. And just protect your capital. There's certain names that you know are going to continue to perform. I like the banks on pullbacks here. 
I know they're not sexy, but they're cheap and they do all in a rising interest rate environment. And if that's what we're going into, um, those are the kind of names I want to own. Um, you know, am I coming in Apple, Microsoft here? No, I mean, I'm already in them, but would I add to it? I think you're, I think you haven't even really sold off on those names. I mean, they're three, four percent off the highs, so those could fall 10, 15 percent, still be in uptrends really overall. So I think there's room to the downside and a lot of stuff here. Um, I didn't like the candle yesterday. I think I'm raising cash if I'm sitting there with a lot of stocks uh, in any rally. I'll I'll go back to a comment I made in the chat earlier, which is like, if you're in any growthy anything, right? The bottom line is you you have two you have two plays here. You either you either give up, you either succumb, capitulate, surrender, or take a long term approach. There's probably that that's your way through this, right? No, I I disagree. I think the long term approach. I think there's still people. Joel taking a long-term approach. So if you were in, okay, if you were in for the long-term approach the whole time, Spencer, I'm okay with that. Okay. But if you were in it for a trade and you're all of a sudden saying, well, I can't sell at the loss here. I'm going to take the long-term approach now. That's absolutely how you lose a lot of money. Never let a trade become an investment. If you had an investment and you said, I'm going to be in this for the next 20 years, well, maybe you're holding this company and you believe it and you're going to be in it for the next 20 years. But don't think the market's going to bail you out. Don't think time is going to necessarily bail you out because there's a lot of people still sitting on stocks from the year 2000 that never got their money back. Intel never came back. All Intel. Right, to clarify. Cisco yeah. never came back. We are 21 years later. Cisco never got back to $80 a share. It's tried. And it's been trying to grow into its valuation, but you paid 85 times earnings. The investor that bought Cisco in March of 2000 paid 85 times earnings. Well, you know what? Cisco's earnings went straight up for the last 20 years. But because you bought at such a stupid price, you have went straight down and you still haven't got your money back. That's why valuation matters. You're paying 100 times earnings. It takes a long time for those companies to grow into those multiples. Cisco's still trying. Maybe in 10 years from now, or maybe in three years, maybe you're going to eventually get your money back in Cisco because it trades with a P of what now? What's a P on Cisco? Like 13? Uh, 14? Uh, probably like 15 if I had a guess. But so earnings straight up for 20 years. Stock basically 17. down or flat for 20 years for the simple reason is that valuation was didn't make sense then. The valuation is kind of oh, making yeah. sense and now driving it. It's now a value stock. But 20 years later, you were, if you took that trade on at $80 and say, well, I'm taking the long-term approach now, you're still waiting to get your money okay, back. Yeah. So well, I, I may I, not I necessarily should, bail should, you out. I should clarify, know the difference between a trade and an investment. But uh, sure. let, let, let's let's talk about like, because there are pockets of strength. Like we spend all day talking about growth and how bad growth is. Yeah, let's but do it. Let's go to the other side of the equation here. And we have mentioned stocks today that are that are that have been strong, right? We, we talked all week about Ford. So only yep. I just mentioned Toyota. You can look at AT&T and Verizon, T-Mobile having really good weeks here, right? Yep. And when I said to, what I, what I said to Joel yesterday on the Not The Close show was the game now, as far as the stock market, the game is find the pockets of strength, right? That's the game. And if you can't find that, if it doesn't exist, then that, that's a signal in and of itself. But that's, that's now the game. Find the pockets of strength if you want to go long, right? Pockets of strength are there. Right, we we already mentioned the European banks this morning. Right, all trading higher. Okay, Ford, telecoms, right, AT and T, automakers, value, right, value. That's what's worked. The question is, does that continue to work though? I mean, if you're coming in AT and T now, look what AT and T just did. Joel was right; he was on this twenty two twenty three, and now it's twenty six twenty seven. It's almost time to ring the register. So I'm like, 
I'm not in for coming in on value now. I think you got to wait for a pullback. So you can get these names on your radar, but I, I don't think you can chase this. Like the moves are just too extreme. I mean, Berkshire Hathaway, when the hell is Berkshire Hathaway moved up 5% in a week, Joe, in two days? Well, Berkshire Hathaway well, went up 5% in two days. But, but hold on, though. But in theory, if growth continues to break down, and the relationship holds, shouldn't value continue to... to, to Maybe, to but you still got to buy dips. So go back to your basic right. trading principles. We're buying dips and selling rips always. So if I want to be long value, I need a dip to buy. I'm not going to buy on the day... Yeah, sometimes you don't get... Sometimes you don't... I mean, it's hard. Then you move know, on to something I, else where you do get a dip. Why do you yeah, have this? Yeah, I missed I that mean, one then. Yeah, and move on to the next, you know, because what, I mean, I got stuck in some tea and, uh, you know, last year, I can't even know where I bought my first piece. And then we were debating about it at like 25, you know, 24 and a half, 25. And I, I'm like, I really wanted to get more at like 22. I'm thinking this AT&T, it will bring in it will some of this move. But at the end of the year, you know what? I said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to wait for the pullback. You know, this is something the dividends. I think I got to do a little bit more research. It's still going to because the price has come down so much. It's still going to have a dividend. But, you know, sometimes it's, you know, and I, I don't do this a lot. I like I, I wanted to put X. I just said, okay, I'm going to put three quarters X in this. And then if it comes back to the area that I really want, then I'll deploy the rest. So, I mean, it's hard because you, you know, like Walgreens, like let's go to the Walgreens. Review. All right. That's a, it's yeah. A, it's a great idea. 229. Oh, I missed this one. Oi, oi, oi. Great idea. Va- value stock, value stock news this morning in the form of earnings. Their earnings were, unlike Bed Bath, this, this report was actually good. Their EPS beat, their sales beat. And uh, they raised their guidance was higher than estimates or than previous. I mean, what's the P on this thing? Ten? Still, Nine? yeah. I looked at it yesterday. Ten? Yeah. Cheap, uh, man. Yeah. yeah, it's the kind of stock you want to own. It's breaking out over fifty-five on a pullback here. You probably want to own it. I mean, it's it's not the sexy name, nope. but you know, and has it benefited from you know people going into pharmacies more? Maybe with the pandemic going on, maybe maybe to a certain extent. Um, but I don't know. It's it's working and it's breaking out now. You know, it's a catch up trade with CVS, which is really obviously really very ran. much catch up trade. Maybe yeah. so. Yeah, I think on a pullback, I think I would like to own one. What was the, the medical? Uh, what was the company that was going to take over the world with uh, yeah, was, delivery was, of pharmaceuticals? What was oh, that? Oh, are oh, you talking about um um? You're talking about uh, GoodRx, GDRx? Yeah, how's that stock doing? I don't know. All right. How do you think? It's gross. <laughs> Has it got a nosebleed PE? There you go. Simplistic market right now. High PE, sell. Low PE, buy. That's all it's doing. That's what's done so far in the first four trading days, first three and a half trading days of 2022. Go look at the PE. If it's low, it's going up. If it's high, it's going down. I mean, I don't know when that trade reverses, but I think that could be sticky for a while. So again, I'm buying dips on value and I'm selling rips on growth until further notice. All right, I have an interesting one for you here. What about what about the China trade? You can look at JD and Baba this morning, and they're both trading higher. I like the Baba. I, I and it went we yesterday about the and then it pulled yesterday. back with the overall market. Now it's trying to rip again here. I actually do like Baba. I said it yesterday on the show that I liked it, it was 120. It ripped up to 128 yesterday, and then it gives you, or 126, and then it gives you the pullback with the overall market, baby with the bathwater here. 
I think I got a level at 110 now on Baba. I'm not long it. I kind of want to be. I said the same thing yesterday. I'm not long it, but I kind of want to be. That's yeah, the Munger, the Munger trade. Kind oh, of there you go. Oh, how the turntable. Follow, follow Berkshire Hathaway. Right? Yeah, but he's been buying since like, he, you know, he's averaging down in that. But he's he's in it for the long term. But, yeah, you did talk about the setup really on this one. You had, uh, you know, the big bump from 110 to 130. I mean, the only thing with this is, you know, you just, you know, is the headlines. And th- things have been kind of calm out of, you know, we haven't, stocks haven't been coming in, uh, you know, on the news, the China news. As of late, you never know when that rhetoric is going to heat up again. How's Didi doing? I, is that thing bounced? No, that thing. Or that delisting that. It's just like yeah. you, you I think. Was, I think it's getting delisted, isn't it? Yeah. In the U- right. in the U.S., yes, it's getting delisted. But yeah. uh, the, oh, thank you. If you own the stock, you, you will have some some recourse in the form of a cash payment or a conversion or something. But um, it just uh, the Baba thing to hear you say that, Dennis, is so funny. After the last six months of saying why why be the hero? Why be the hero? Well, at the moment, it stopped going down. So you at least you I don't have to be a hero now. Right, exactly. So. You're not going straight down. You're trying to break that ugly downtrend here. You had a nice candle yesterday. There's a lot of reasons to think that Bob was okay. But you know what a hack could happen tomorrow? They could get China. And then, well, you know, well, that's the wild card. Well, that's what on. probably keeps me out of it. Here's I don't know what they're going to do over there. Here's an interesting thought, though. Christian Gallagher just mentioned this in the chat. Here's an interesting thought. I keep forgetting this, that the Olympics are like a month away. So maybe, and they're in China, right? So maybe next month, they're, they're, China is really quiet, right? They, they just want to play nice. This is just a hypothesis. Maybe they just play nice for the next four, five, six weeks and through the Olympics, and then they go back to doing, doing their thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. A little, little, win, a little window Spencer. of opportunity. Not, hey, I'm so proud of you, Spencer, it's for coming out with that. I love that. I love that. Chat. It wasn't me. I didn't a little window it. of opportunity. Yeah. Sneak <laughs> yourself in some Alibaba. Not- I mean, Baidu, too, same thing. I mean, it was a gross story. I, I think these stocks, at least at least you got some lows to lean on here. The trends are still not your friend. But um, valuation, I don't think. Like, at Baba, it's fairly cheap. I don't know what it is on Baidu. I've never looked, you know, from. You know, I, I think really it's higher than yeah, yeah, what's the what's the what's the P on Baidu going for? You have the P forward P. Yeah, uh, 15, is that reasonable? Fifteen. These are reasonably cheap. Uh, you know what? Baidu Baba, sure. Baba, I, I think Baba I think is twelve. It's twelve. It's because its price has come down. It's twelve. Well, well, the price is like an all-time low, isn't it? Uh, it like it's getting close. I guess not. No, I mean, twenty fifteen were fifty-seven dollars, but. The thing's grown earnings, grown earnings, grown earnings, and then it's just been China at all to beat Hal. So I don't know. I, I think Baba Baidu, yeah, sure. I like him. <laughs> I, I can't believe that's where we've come to now. <laughs> well, the, the valuations are reasonable. They've been beat up. I mean, there's not a lot of value stocks that have been beat up, so you kind of like combing the ditches a little bit, and we're going to comb, comb, comb China. For uh, the value nice. Right. Uh, Again, know, there's always a risk that you get China tomorrow, and then that you know changes everything. But yeah, I like Baba Baidu. Sure, there are other things that are trading higher. Some of them, you know, trading higher. Uh, uh, some of them you, you may want to consider fading, like a Nikola this morning, which is trading higher because they Nicola, they, they uh, signed they signed a deal. Um, other, others we've discussed already, but Nikola is a prime example, right, uh, of a pop that that could. That's not much of a pop. Well, thirty-four cents. It was up more, wasn't it, last night? Uh, that's not too far off the high. What a reversal! What an ugly candle yesterday. Yeah, Ugh. Ugh. you do have support. I mean, just under ten. Ugh. Boy, oh boy, how's how's Ride doing? 
Did I get nah, a bounce? Sorry. I, I hope Marcus got out somehow. All, all, it's all the EV, all the EVs. I so every so often I take a look at, at Hylion just to see where that where that thing I'm not is. Not looked at that stock in months. Yeah, it's on, it's below six now. It's below. All the same story. Yep. All ugliness. The story, the sexy, that we're gonna get rich on all these EV plays, and they're all like how many? How many actually are still doing okay? Like, is there any that are actually like? You know, trading higher. Is there any that are making new highs? Is there any? Uh, are there, are there any EV is there stocks? one EV player, the fifty? You know, that were all spacs. It probably was fifty of them. You well, know, the charge points and all these. Is there any? Mitch would know too. Is there any making new highs? Well, they weren't all spacs. They were mostly spacs, and uh, I don't think so. No, not a one. So uh, it's like a hundred percent loser. Well, MP. We, there's we, somebody from the chat. Um, MP. Ugly day. Ugly That's couple of day, ugly day yesterday, but Ooh, it actually made a new materials high. Materials Corp. That's look at that good. one flying under the radar. MP oh, was a good one. Materials Corp. Here, I don't but... remember talking about this one. Yeah, MP materials. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, and, and now they're coming through. Lucid, yes. Lucid's treading water. Lucid's treading water. Wow, still to sixty dollars to thirty six. MP is a lot better. Lucid looks like it's ready to break down to me. Wow. If I was in Lucid, I'd get the hell out. Rivian, too. Just <laughs> my opinion. Wait, okay. how is old Rivian doing? Oh, boy. Well, oh, boy. I, I, I saw a picture of, of a Rivian over the weekend from the front, like just of the grill and stuff, and it looked pretty ugly. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, how can you get excited about they, – they sell one thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. How And they don't sell very many of it. I, I just – I don't I don't know. I don't know how you could get ex- excited about these things. I mean, if they were selling like a zillion of them, like I like this guy Fisker, Dennis. I know you're long it. Like he, you no, know, I he sold sh- it. Oh, you did. He oh, shows him yeah. driving. Oh, I sold anything that doesn't anything that doesn't make <laughs> money. I sold it. <laughs> Not joking. I went through the portfolio. If they don't make money, I sold it. I don't think I have anything left, really. I, that no, not intentionally. I think I, I think almost one hundred percent of the companies I own right now all make money. Do you see what's coming? So I'm back? like no growth left. I'm probably, it's probably the biggest growth rally ever. Now that I've sold them all. I Look sold at Tesla coming down to fill the gap. Look at that. Needs to get Tesla the- has the S and P behind it. So it's you know if Tesla wasn't in the S and P, it would be a oh, lot oh. lower. Oh, but Tesla yeah. because it's in the S and P, the Arabs hold it up. Yeah. All right. Let's do that some helps. ticker time. Drop your genius to get in there. Drop your tickers. Well, they didn't do it. But... Well, I mean, genius to yeah. So <laughs> Tesla. True enough. Elon Musk is not knocking on S and P Global's doors saying, "Hey, S and P Global, how do you know? S&P Global, put us in." No, it's not doing that. We, no, that well, everybody else was knocking on S and P Global's door for a year. Remember yeah. how much everybody's complaining? When is Tesla going to get into the S and P? When is Tesla going to get into the S and P? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Finally right. got in there. Let's All these names that are growthy names, I'm going to say the same thing about them, sell the rips. So I'm just going to summarize the chat right now. If it's nosebleed valuation, high PE, no PE because it doesn't make money, I sell the rep. If it's low PE, I'm buying dips. Okay. That's how I'm working it. Okay. Uh, let's go with like – Program that, please. Yeah. Ooh, look at DraftKings. Oh. Holy mackerel. Doesn't make money. Disaster zone. I tried to play it off that bottom there. It didn't work. Stop. <laughs> How would you approach a carnival cruise lines here? Oh, I like boy. the reopening play. I would buy the pullbacks and the cruise lines. I think you're going to get a reopening trade here. I think we're getting past. I want to believe after two years of this bloody pandemic that we're actually going to get past it. We're all going to get Omicron and then we're all going to move on with the rest of our lives. So I like the cruise lines here. Okay. 
That's nice. I'd buy the dips on the cruise lines. Okay, we we can look at Stella, Stellantis, uh, automaker, right? Traditional automaker, right? The the, the former Fiat Chrysler. Maybe he meant Tesla. No, he didn't. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. No, but that's this is my conspiracy. This is they knew what they were doing. They're not stupid. They're like, oh, let's just put our tickers so it's close to Tesla's, and people are going to mistake us for Tesla. They're not dumb. But anyway, Stellantis, right? Is the is name that what Stellantis did? You think? That's my that's my conspiracy. Yeah. Wow. Oh come on, STLA. Come on, STLA gets all the dyslexic people. Yes. Anyway, STLA, traditional automaker, right? It's been, it's been, they've been strong, right? So that's near an all-time high right now. Uh, Do they make money? Uh, yeah, Fiat Chrysler, of course. Oh, this is, oh, this is the old Fiat. Yeah, this is, this is the oh, old. Man, they've changed Chrysler, their name so many times. Daimler. They can't keep up with it. Yeah, this stuff all works. I like all, I like all the automakers that have P's of ten. If the P is uh, like fifty, don't buy the yeah, P's. They have a forward P of five, actually. <laughs> it's actually exceptional. Oh, yeah, buy the buy the dip on this thing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> buy the yeah. dip on these stocks. Oh, I missed the news this morning. I, I'm sorry. They, they announced a partnership with Amazon. Okay. Okay. Um, which is really bad makes me for, even more bullish. Bad for Rivian, I guess. I don't know. Dennis, have you uh, seen anything? I mean, we're re- we're just chopping around between. It's unshaved. so choppy. Yeah, today. this is really. This I, is like I, buy the dip, sell the rip day, just in the S P. I honestly, I actually had a pretty good night. Just it's chopping around. I think eventually we roll over. So I, I think if you're yeah. looking like longer than five minutes. I think when we look at the market an hour from now, I think we're going to be down, and I think we're going to be down big. No, no bounce. I mean, if you think about the shellacking that we took yesterday, I mean, you know, sometimes you know you get the bounce. The pre, like I said, we're this is good. We're we're in good shape here. We got down to forty six sixty eight. I'm not sure what time that was at, Dennis. That must have been after you signed off. You weren't on there supporting the market. Yeah, I know it's my um, fault. What's uh, yeah, yeah? This was. Um, this was in the middle of the night. Dude, nope. Dennis single-handedly <laughs> holding the market up. With I know. I go. I do because when I go away on the vacations, always the market crashes those days. I'm like the only real liquidity in the market. Everything else is fake liquidity. I'm like the only one that's putting out real bids and offers out there. It's All me right. holding up the market. You need me. <laughs> that is a joke. Okay. Uh, we'll do a couple more here. Marvin, uh, I see you. Uh, you. You keep asking about uh, SMG, Scotch Milk Grow. So we can do that one. I don't know. It's... I had it. I sold it. Shouldn't have sold it. Ah, I screwed this one up. I kind of like it. Oh, boy. On the, on the daily, you're thinking. What's the P? Oh. Stop. What's the P? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, a basic We got a new, new regimen. What's the P? What is the P-E? That's okay. be the name of the show. What's right. the P-E? <laughs> well, uh, trailing P-E, uh, it, it, well, they're the same. It's in the 17 to 18 range. So That's fine. It's not cheap, but it's not too expensive. Yeah, it's me. It's Miyagi, I mean, you know, middle of the road. That's pretty cheap. You know yeah, what? Yeah, it's not bad. For this one, I like you say, oh, wow, look at that move. But look at the bottom right chart. You know, you got a nice green candle in December, and now you're still trying to decide what to do here. But that's the first green, nice green candle in the while. I like it, too. I um, for, for an entry, I mean, you got a pair of lows at 160, but it could get away from you if you clear the highs from Monday and Tuesday at uh just keep an eye at 165. We're three bucks away from there. Pair of highs above 165. It uh, it opens up, but uh, you got that that monthly green candle, and 
to just get half back of that move, what, 250 to 140. I mean, that could take you up 190, 200 range on this yeah, one. And, and just to be clear, the price to earnings rule, it's not a hard and fast rule. Someone just mentioned Rocket, okay? Rocket is, is it, it's a low PE and a low price to sales, but oh, still out of favor. Boy. So it's definitely not a hard and fast rule here. There are What's always the exceptions to everything. Uh, forward PE is below, is below 10. It's like it's high nines. Fairly cheap. Remember when you at UWMC, oh, we're going to do this. No, we changed our mind. We're going to do this. And yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? And I look at know. that. It held up there at seven for a couple days. And the yeah, problem is I, those, like, the, the problem is with Rock rate. and UWMC is that they've benefited from such a, a low interest rate environment that you'll wonder if interest rates start coming up, if those earnings don't start going down, and then that PE starts coming up on you. So you got to watch those sneaky ones. I don't know if the P, I don't know if the earnings are, you know, are, maybe they are, but if the interest rates start going up, I'm not sure they're going to be making the kind of money that they are. That's the, the question. And uh, Aldico Gaming, yes, we Benzinga is in the same building as Rocket, but with everybody working from home, um, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Is it pretty quiet? Are they are they haven't been coming back? No, for a while, people at Quicken were were coming back, and that they they've stopped. Um, yeah, I was but, depressed when I went to that cafeteria, man. That's like a, like a ghost town there, man. Nobody, that used to be. There's nobody in this building. My <laughs> breakfast sandwich guy wasn't there. I mean, holy there's no mackerel. Here. There's nobody here. It, it is what it is. All right. It's 9 o'clock. Uh, Joel, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. Um, Check in with you later. Go get yeah. them, Triple D. Hopefully today is not uh, – there aren't as many fireworks as yesterday. But um, I, I'm, I'm still kind of coming to terms with the reaction to the minutes, I, I, you know, Joel said it. You know, you don't often see the market move off of Fed minutes like it did yesterday. I very, very surprised that it happened. Um, you know, I, I, I guess, I guess the market clearly was not expecting the Fed to discuss um, sell, uh, selling bonds to the extent that they did, as even though it was mentioned a month ago. Um, I, I don't know. You, you know what? Let's do a fun exercise. When is the next FOMC meeting? Out of curiosity, I don't even know. Let's look. They, we 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 go to Google. We go to uh, what the heck? Oh, that's that's last year. I don't want last year. I want this year. Um, no, nothing in January. When's the next meeting? Just so we know. All right, it's not this month. FOMC calendar. It's not even updated on the website. Oh, yes, it is. Okay, January 25th, 26th. There we go. Let, let, let's, let's keep that on the, in the back of our minds. January 25th, 26th. We want to be short ahead of that. FOMC meeting. Um, and, then the, and then the next one's not till mid-March after that. So. That's the one they're going to raise on. Yeah, that's what they've said. That's well, what no, the they haven't, they haven't said that. But, but that's, what, uh, that's what we think, right? Like, I don't know if we yeah. have those numbers in front of us, but I think analysts are saying, I think the majority of market participants are kind of saying that could be the first r- r- rate hike. In yeah, I mean, we, we can look at the CME has, has the really good Fed watch tool, and it's, yeah. it's pricing in, it, it, basically the Fed fund futures are pricing in a 67% chance, I'm sorry, a 70% chance of a rate hike in uh, in March. The only way that doesn't happen is if the market really starts to get hammered. If the stock market is down, let's say 10 to 15 to 20%, they'll pull it. They won't raise. Yeah. So it's there. They, again, they look at the data, but they're so, you know, they'll say, oh, the wealth effect's going to take prices down. They use every excuse that they can. If the market starts really yeah. getting hammered, 
they'll, they'll back off on the rate rise. All right. I would love so. to get Peter Tuckman's thoughts on this. He's the Einstein. I got to go. Dennis, have a good rest of your day, man. Try not to forget about any stocks you own. Peter, um, what is your take on the market's reaction to the FOMC minutes yesterday? It, it, it caught a lot of people, myself included, by surprise. What's up? Hey, Spencer. What's up, Benzinga Nation? You know what I find? Look, the market is a fascinating place, and we've spoken about it before. I've always said that the market can handle one bit of information at a time, and he is able to assimilate that, whether it's, you know, supply chain issues, the inflation story, even even individual spots about the Federal Reserve. Yesterday's information shouldn't have been a shock to any of us. And yet? Yet, yet Yet the way the market reacted was. So, you know what? It's a matter of the market's got like sort of ADD or something, ADHD. You know, it's sort of curious. Is it the fact that there's anxiety coming into the beginning of the new year, what the Omicron story will be? And then this on top of that, why would that? We knew there were going to be a couple of rate hikes. In fact, we had thought there were going to be three. Now they said they're only going to be two. We kind of knew that there was going to be in March. They didn't fast track us much on the taper. So really none of it was new news. It just was as if somebody turned on their TV and said, oh, my God, I didn't know any of this was happening. And then they hit the sell button. It was so curious because it was up against fresh money coming in in January, sort of a confident market trading at record highs, all that kind of stuff. And then suddenly the market, you know, I always talk about the market does what it wants to do. It tells us what it thinks of the information. For some particular reason yesterday, look, I don't know. What's the market doing? I'm on the highway. What's the market doing now? Uh, stay we're stable. The futures are overnight futures are, are stable for uh, mixed. NASDAQ is down, Russell's up, SP is flat. Okay, so, so look, you know what? I, I look, one day does not make a market. We've also said this before, it could have been just a lot of anxiety anticipation coming into this thing. It could have, you know, it, it's fascinating. Uh, you know, this market, I'm that's why I am forever a student. I'm also a fan of technical analysis and risk management because I know a lot of people. I was on a Twitter space in the morning and, you know, a lot of people got caught off guard because they're going, OK, I know tech got hit the day before. The S&P was down a little bit, but the Dow trading at record highs, you know, and I think a lot of people got caught with their pants down. Yeah, it, it, it is bewildering. I, I'm, I'm curious, were you on the floor yesterday? Yes, I was. Okay, so what was that like from in, in the 2 to 3.30, 2 to 4 o'clock period? Okay, so, you know, we've talked about it before. Uh, there, there is information that I receive on the floor that the brokers on the floor get about what the imbalance is, what the projected sell or sure. buy. Well, no, well, I meant like post minutes, really. You know what I mean? No, like, no, like, I, I understand okay, that. Okay. But you have to realize that, that at 2 o'clock, Okay. My handout populates with the information sure. about what the market is going to see coming into the close. Now, it changes moment to moment, but you have to realize that at 2 o'clock, and it took a couple of minutes delay before they started talking about what they were talking about, but we initially had about a billion dollars for sale, almost $2 billion for sale. So it was literally as if the market was that a lot of the people within the basket space, you know, there are people who trade these large baskets whether it's some fun stuff, whatever it was, was prepared for a bit of a sell-off because they had a lot of stock for sale in the marketplace. So once again, was it a perfect storm? Why did the market suddenly, because really yesterday's information was not new news. Yeah, I, I just, I'm always interested in like on days like yesterday where where you have uh, a, 
market going in one direction pretty consistently for a, you know a couple hours there into the close you know what the what the mood was like so you, like you're digesting the FOMC minutes but you're also digesting this this continually updated imbalance feed that uh gets more and more relevant the closer you get to four o'clock 100 percent. you were hitting it right on the head and the bottom line is look we've seen days where the markets reacted and we've had you know, ups and downs after Fed minutes. Yeah. Although Fed minute days are not as significant as some of the news conference and the actual announcement days. So yeah. I was not anticipating a big move. I got caught off guard also. But the bottom line was the number kept building and the market did close on the lows. There was no coming off the mat on this thing. Every time I kind of thought we were going to hit a little bit of a double bottom and bounce off that level, which we've often seen in the past, this just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I'm, I'm kind of baffled. Now, look, as I said, one day doesn't make a market. We're not seeing a big follow through, as you described so far. I'm on my way to work. I'm not there yet. But the bottom line is we'll see whether this was, look, te tech has been fragile for a couple of days already. You know, we, we are trying to unwind the story we talked about at the end of the year where there was a lot of tax harvesting selling. There was a lot of profit taking for the year. People were posturing themselves, getting into cash, trying to find out if there was going to be any redemptions coming in the end of the year. Well, that story is over. We're into January here. We're into a new year. The first couple of days into the marketplace, besides yesterday, we saw huge buy imbalances come into the close, meaning fresh money was coming into the market, which we often see in the beginning of a month. So, you know what, it, 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 I, I'm, I'm forever a student. I don't understand why suddenly the market engaged this bit of news. You know, look, there are so many players in this game now. There are millions of new people in the game. Obviously, this wasn't a bunch of retail traders selling out their positions. This was some big whales selling out some stock, right? Uh, and, and the market was, was postured not to absorb it uh, or take a stand on it yet. Peter, uh, are you aware that you are a sentiment indicator on Wall Street Bets on Reddit? Yes, I've actually been told that recently. Okay. I kind of, for the first few weeks, I didn't really know what a meme meant. I mean, okay. I knew it was something that had to do with Red, uh, Wall Street Bets okay. and Reddit, but I understand that I am the bullish uh, indicator yes. uh, in the meme space, and I'm I'm honored to be that person. Yes. It, it, well, it, it's only when your picture is used in, in an article that, that, that's that's the bullish indicator. Is, Correct. Is, is when you're did it come it. out? Did 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 it pop up this morning yet? No, no, I haven't seen it yet. So <laughs> all right, so, so let's <laughs> let's back off on putting all putting our pedal to the metal on this one. Then. All yeah. right, Peter Talkman, you can check out his trading course, Wall Street Global Trading Academy. The link is in the description. Peter, always a pleasure. Happy New Year, by the way. And, uh, all right, buddy. All right, happy we, trading. Uh, Good luck today. All right. It is 9.09. Let's wrap it up. We're going to go do some live trading with Benzinga. Coming up next, Ryan, Zunaid, Mitch, myself. We're going to run through a screen in Benzinga Pro and, and walk through how to find some stocks that, that may – that, that may be outperforming, right? So, by the way, throughout the hour today, we've been talking about what's the P.E.? What's the P.E.? You can find the PE yourself in Benzinga Pro. The information is there. It is available to you. Benzinga Pro has a free two-week trial for everyone, everyone. All you got to do is go to the link on the screen, pro.benzinga.com, free two-week trial. If you want to learn more about it, we will be using Pro a lot more in, on the next show, so stay tuned for that. The stream will redirect to live training coming up 
in a couple of minutes. So thanks to our guests today, Mark Chaikin and Peter Tuckman. Thanks to all of you in the chat. Hit that like button, guys. We're only at 280, I'm sorry, 354 likes. Can we get to 500 likes in the next minute? I think we can. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Um, and that's a wrap now. We're at 382 likes. Let's get to 400 in the next 20 seconds as I end this show. I will catch you guys over on live training with Benzinga coming up live in like two minutes. Stay tuned right here, youtube.com slash Benzinga TV. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.